Hello, hello, and welcome to Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm your host, Andrew Sweatman, and today we have a bonus episode. What makes it a bonus episode? Well, first of all, it's outside of the usual schedule. Uh, And second, the movie we're discussing is not indie, it's not classic, it's not foreign, it's definitely not art house. It's actually a big blockbuster action movie, but it is an interesting movie. And at Art House Garage, we're no snobs. So the movie is Mortal Kombat. That's the new big budget action film from producer James Wan and director Simon McCoy, based, of course, on the classic video game franchise. Uh, this is an interesting one because it's it's one of the Warner Brothers movies that's part of the sort of controversial release strategy. This film comes out in theaters today, Friday, April 23rd, but it also hit HBO Max today. So if uh, you have HBO, you can go watch it at home, like right now. My guest today is the one and only Philip Price, film critic extraordinaire. You may know him from his YouTube show, Tavern Talk, by Initial Reaction, or from his movie review blog, ReviewsFromABed.com. And I'll link all his socials in the show notes. Give him a follow. He has always has great movie thoughts. Philip, thank you so much for joining the show again. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Yeah. My first comment was going to be, I'm, I'm happy to be here to, yeah, talk about these really, this really artsy <laughs> indie movie, Mortal Kombat. Exactly. You know, I'm kind of figuring out. So, you know, I, I do want to cover kind of smaller mid-budget stuff, but I like the big-budget stuff too. Uh, maybe not as much, but I think it, it is worth talking about. So, yes, we're going to go for it. We'll call it a bonus episode and and see how people like it, I guess. But uh, how, how have you been? So, I've been kind of easing back to the movie theater, you know, I know, so your YouTube show, you shoot in a movie theater, so it's, uh, you know, been on hold for a while. You were telling me the other day, you're getting back soon. Do you have any news on that front when you'll be back to regular episodes and all that? That's the plan right now. We're, um, we're scheduled to start back in May. So beginning of May, hopefully we're going to have a a pretty normal summer movie season or as, as normal as one can hope coming out of all this. Uh, so we'll start on, uh, I think it's May 7th with The Wrath of Man, new Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie. So stuff. Uh, excited for that and um, have, I'm working on getting some really cool guests and, and new people to, to talk about these uh, new big releases with every week. So hopeful that everything is uh, going to kind of get back in the groove here shortly. So, yeah, thank you for, for asking, of course. Um, I'll be asking you to, to come back by the movie tavern <laughs> soon and, and do a video review with us. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for asking and definitely hoping it, uh, it takes back off here really quick. Yes. I'm excited to, to, to see you back there. And, and yes, I owe you at least a few episodes, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so yes, I'm glad to, glad to come back and do that. Uh, well, before we start talking about Mortal Kombat, what have you been watching lately? Anything else uh, interesting? So uh, I'm sure we'll get into this, um, but I was I knew the game of Mortal Kombat, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit, but I had never seen the 90s movies. And nice. I know okay. we'll, we'll probably talk about those. So I did watch the 95 and 97 movie uh, over this the, the wow. past weekend. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say right now. OK, because, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. But yes, uh, I'm going to ask <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Now that I've seen the new one, totally not necessary <laughs> okay. if you're thinking about it. Um, 
Last week was also the five-year anniversary of one of my favorite movies of the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, which is Sing Street. And it's a, it's ah, a little movie. Love um, that movie. Yeah. And so I, I, I just absolutely adore it. So I saw somebody tweet about how it was celebrating. Five, it might have been Letterboxd, actually. It was like five years since this gem came out. And I was like, oh, really? That's a good excuse to watch it. So I watched it again. So if you haven't seen Sing Street, highly recommend that movie. Um, but then as far as new stuff, um, last week I watched, um, the Shiva baby, mm, which is yeah. kind of a big, uh, had some, had some hype around it coming out of, uh, I think it was Sundance last year, like early That's 2020. Right, yeah. And then, um, the other night I watched city of lies, which was this long kind of delayed, uh, detective story, um, investigative reporting story about the cop who, had really strong theories on the death of Biggie Smalls and it stars Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker. Um, it, you know, got delayed several times in theaters and then wasn't able to come out in theaters. And now it's on VOD. Um, you can rent or buy it. Um, it's directed by Brad Furman who did, uh, the Lincoln lawyer, I think. Okay. And, um, it's pretty solid actually. Um, I, you know, anything having to do with the mythos of like, 90s rap and Biggie Smalls and Tupac and all that is I, I'll find it interesting even though it's been done you know there have been a thousand documentaries mm -hmm. and features about them and everything but there this is able to find a, a pretty interesting new uh, perspective on it so I enjoyed it yeah that sounds really interesting uh, and yeah Sing Street I really do love that one I, I think I've seen it like three times which is unusual for me to watch a movie that many times within like a five-year span. I didn't realize it's only been five years. But yeah, I, I've showed it to other people as well. I was like, this is a good one. Like, I can watch this with my mom or with my, uh, I think I showed it to my wife as well. Uh, but yes, I really like that movie a lot. Um, I've been watching, let's see, I watched um, In the Earth is a new horror movie from Ben Wheatley. I did a review on that one. Didn't end up super loving it. It's uh, it's really intense. I mean, it, for horror fans, we'll probably really like it. But uh, I, I liked the scary stuff, but the other stuff didn't quite come together. So not fully recommending that one. Um, I watched uh, from last year, Emma, which is up for some Oscars. It was kind of an Oscar prep. Uh, I really liked Emma. Uh, it's I thought the it's up for like I think production design and costumes, which totally deserving. Uh, but I thought all the performances were really great uh, and really funny and charming. Uh, and just kind of pretty light, you know? So, yeah, I, I will recommend Emma. Um, and then I've watched, oh, on the classic side, I watched a movie called M from 1931 with, um, uh, directed by Fritz Long and uh, starring uh, Peter Lorre. Yeah, and it is uh, like a film noir detective story, and Peter Lorre is just incredible in it. It's one that it's always like on the, the list of, classic movies you need to see and i had never seen it and uh really really liked it a lot so i'll recommend that for sure as well i saw that a lot of a lot of the strong classics uh or like you know well-renowned classics are on hbo max and i think yeah. that's one of them and uh uh I, yeah i've been meaning to get into to a few of those that, that i need to mark off my list that's good to hear though yeah, that's one. That's where I watched it, and and yeah, HBO has a lot of. They have like a TCM partnership. In fact, the TCM Classic Festival is coming up in next month, I think, and they are doing they're doing it on TCM. It's virtual, like it was last year. Last year it was just on the channel TCM, but now it's going to be on TCM and on HBO Max. They have like two different programming schedules, so lots of cool stuff coming to HBO for that. So that that'll be fun. I'll I'll find the exact dates and link that in the show notes too. But. Uh, well, cool. Sounds like some good stuff coming lately that we've been watching. And 
All right, I, I guess from there, let's get into Mortal Kombat. First learned about this seven years ago on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. The target had superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. Mortal Kombat. All right, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Uh, so this movie is, yeah, as we mentioned, based on the, the classic video game series, and there's been a few movies back in the 90s, uh, as Philip was already alluding to there, and uh, what's what's this movie about? Well, it's a, a lot of fighting, and this is one of my questions, maybe for, I don't know if you're more, my question going into this was, if I know very little about the world of Mortal Kombat, is this worth watching? Am I going to enjoy myself? And the answer is kind of mixed, and I'll kind of go through that, I guess. But it, it basically, it, it opens centuries ago, and we see two people fighting. <laughs> and then and there's a, a, without getting into all the details, uh, a family is taken out, but the baby survives. And so that's, it feels significant. And there's a, a mysterious villain who shoots ice out of his hands uh, and then you, you you know if you know anything about mortal Kombat, you know this is going to be sub-zero probably uh and then there's also a man who has some fire abilities and then it you know fast forward centuries and we're following a young uh mma fighter named cole and uh, he has a mysterious birthmark which is the mortal Kombat logo uh from the video game and everything he thinks it's a birthmark uh then he encounters other people who have the same mark and basically turns out he's part he's he's been called and chosen into this this large multi-dimensional fighting tournament essentially that that's kind of that kind of sums it up so th that's sort of a plot summary <laughs> this sounds kind of weird when i just lay it all out there but uh so first of all i guess my question for you would be how familiar are you with the mortal Kombat world did you play the games uh back in the 90s or see the movies uh yeah what's your what's your level of interest in mortal Kombat? So I did play the game, but I don't, you know, I played it as a kid. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot about, mm -hmm. I, I did. I remember more the characters, I guess, is the thing than anything having to yeah. do with mm -hmm. the multiple realms or the rules of the world and, or how the tournament itself like worked or any of that context. It was kind of just like out the window. All I really remembered was which character I liked to pick. Yeah. And that, you know, we could fight back and forth about it uh, or fight back and forth with with uh, with, you know, other players and stuff and other characters. So the characters were really the, what what stood out to me. Like I said, I hadn't seen the movies. I probably did see like clips here and there of them, like in mm -hmm. the 90s on yeah. TBS or something after they would play them on cable. But as far as um, like sitting down and actually paying attention to them, I had no nostalgic 
connection to them whatsoever. So when I did watch them this past weekend, like the first one, I was like, okay, I can see how this is goofy fun, even though it's pretty yeah. terrible. Um, <laughs> and then the second one was just like straight up terrible. Uh, and that was, it, it, I was like, I have no, I, I probably asked like, you know, 47 times during the course of this hour and a half, like what is happening? Like what is going on here? I don't think the movie even knew. And maybe it, maybe it does. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not, uh, ingrained enough in that world, uh, to know, uh, all of what it was trying to do, I guess. But it was, yeah. it was pretty heavy on the, the sci-fi fantasy stuff in the second one. And, uh, which was kind of refreshing about this one. Cause it ha- it was a little more grounded, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word, yeah, but way, yeah. um, as grounded as you can be, I guess, when you're dealing with, uh, you know, what, how, how did you phrase it? Interdimensional. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it's interdimensional, right? Some of that's not very clear. And, you know, that's that's going to be kind of my thesis here is don't pay too much attention to that stuff. That's not what this movie's all about. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a multidimensional death battle called mortal Kombat, and so like you know yeah. take that as a, as seriously as you think it needs to be taken exactly if you've seen the trailer there's a line about um if this she has like all these newspaper clippings on the wall and, and textbooks and stuff and it's like throughout history every culture has referenced some grand tournament and if you want more information about that, like that line is literally it. I think <laughs> like that's all the explanation we get. Um, so that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, what this movie has on its mind is really let's get to the action. Let's get to the fighting. Well, does this movie fit in? So you're kind of answering that. Does it fit into the others? Like, so I guess I, I guess to answer that question for myself, I remember playing the nineties games like a little bit. I think like, I think I wasn't allowed to play them cause they were so violent, but I like played here and there at friends houses. But I remember very little just, yeah. Like I remember Caden what his character looks like and, and sub zero and some of these things like came back as I was watching. Like, Oh yeah, that's, I remember that. I remember the lizard or like whatever this scary lizard man, man monster is <laughs> like that's in the game. Um, I've not seen either of the movies, um, but, you know, know that the first one at least has a bit of a cult following. But um, so so is the story of the first one at all related to this one or is it completely different? No, it kind of is, actually. Like, it, it's basically, rec- again, recruiting these heroes of our world um, mm-hmm. who have been chosen to go and defend our dimension or realm or whatever um against those who come from others to, who are trying to you know take it over and so you do get introduced to it, it's kind of the same thing as far as sonya blade and mm-hmm. uh what was the what's the guy with the fire in his hands i can't even uh scorpion no uh, oh you mean it? uh kung kung lu there's lung uh, i'm gonna look up their names to make sure i'm getting them right but i think it's kung lu and then there's uh another guy Liu Kang. Liu, Liu Kang, Kang. Yes. So he's kind of the leader in, in the original one. And um, he bring and Johnny Cage is in the original one. Um, Jax is also in there. And so they're all coming together again under. Um, oh, what's Lord Raiden, I think, is yes. uh, the guy with the glowing eyes. And I remember his hat more than anything from the game. His like round pointy hat. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, it is very similar as far as the structure of these people coming in, training 
um, you know, and then kind of the rookies of Mortal Kombat going against the the All Star team type deal. Gotcha. And so that's 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 very similar. But of course, with this new one, the, um, the MMA fighter character uh, Cole um, is apparently new to the um, you know I haven't played video games yeah probably since one of the earlier Mortal Kombat games came out. So I I didn't know if maybe this was a new character that they've added. I don't even know if they've released new Mortal Kombat games over the years, but um, but apparently the Cole character is new for this for this movie, and so um, that that was kind of interesting. And I didn't know how they. I, I think that was kind of the coolest thing about this movie watching experience was I didn't know how they were going to tie him into it mm-hmm. as far as his connection to a certain iconic character and if it right. was an origin story or and we may be getting too far into things there but um yeah basic setup is is pretty similar um but i did appreciate kind of uh the world building here here it felt like the screenwriters at least had more of a handle on the mythos of um, yeah what was what what actually mortal Kombat was and what it signifies yeah, I think that's a good way to say it. Like they have a good handle on it. They're certainly confident about, you know, it feels like they're just like going for it. You know, <laughs> I think, um, yeah. So I looked up, apparently there have been a lot of games. I looked up just like the Mortal Kombat Wikipedia page and there's, yeah, as recently as the last few years, there's been new Mortal Kombat games. Um, but I think the first one was like 1992 or 93, pretty early on, um, like Sega Genesis, I think. And then um, there's also a Wikipedia page of a list of characters. And as far as I can tell, Cole is new uh, based on that list. Yes, there are. They do a good job of kind of getting in a lot of those characters that you'll recognize and even some that, yeah, like I just vaguely remembered. Uh, but as I looked at the list, it says, you know, here's the I'll link to this in the show notes. because It's kind of interesting. Like, here's all the characters introduced in the first Mortal Kombat game and then the second. And I, I think the first two, they got almost all the characters. There is a notable exception. Yeah, and we can avoid spoiling anything. Um, but that this movie has that notable exception on its mind if you're into mortal Kombat, you may know what we're talking about but uh but yes i will we'll kind of hold back on that but uh yeah so i was thinking about this as far as like compared to other video game movies you know you hear about like the video game movie curse it's impossible to have a good one i think that's kind of not the case anymore i was looking at the last few years i like sonic the hedgehog i thought was pretty good for what it is and um even like detective pikachu is another example where it's it's sort of and i think that the key is instead of trying to adapt the the story just kind of take the iconography take the visuals because that's what video games do the best is like mortal Kombat. like i remember this character i remember this locale i remember kind of the vibe of it can we capture that and then give it its own story and that's kind of what sonic did and that's kind of what detective pikachu did and that's kind of what this does too and i think they all work fairly well um so how does this work as a movie for you? Did you, did you like this overall? What's your kind of review? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with what you were saying there because it, it's definitely, um, you know, to use that, uh, you know, um, I don't know. The, the vibe is the right word. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Because it really does. It really does get that right. And I don't know if it's just, that I am missing like the theater going experience and seeing mm-hmm. these big, ridiculous movies on the big screen. But between this and Godzilla vs Kong, like I had a really good time with it. Yeah. You I, know? Agree. <laughs> I, I didn't take it. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a whole lot either. And which always factors mm-hmm. in, but at the same time, like I just, I had fun with it. Like from the opening 
it's got like this 12 minute opening sequence that you were talking about um, with uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, who, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's possible to spoil who he's playing, <laughs> um, but he kind of faces off against Sub-Zero in this opening sequence. And uh, it's really well shot and staged yeah. and it's kind of emotionally like gut wrenching in a way. Mm-hmm. And like, you can see that it's kind of going to hone in on the characters and the fighting, like it's going to deliver on that stuff. And so you're like, okay, cool. Like this is, I'm not, you know, I'm here for the fights. I'm here for the special powers and to see that how they're utilized on screen and, and brought to life and mm-hmm. hopefully in fun, entertaining ways, those are executed. Um, you know, to satisfaction for, especially for fans of the video game. But yeah, I think it does like with the, with the, uh, with the narrative does bring in those who have no past history with the, with the video game or even with these characters. But like, yeah, I, I was, I was really drawn in by that, that opening sequence. And then even through to the introduction of Cole and, um, uh, his, his MMA fighting, uh, in, in the cage, like, that's all, um, and this may be a, a, a separate discussion about the uh, action sequences and the fight mm. set pieces and stuff like that. But um, again, it was it was staged really well. It it looked great. Um, the guy uh, playing Cole, who is essentially our protagonist and takes us through this whole thing, because he's kind of uh, mm. inexperienced in this world as well. So we're learning along with him, uh, Louis Tan. Like he's really charming and. Um, endearing and so we're like okay cool i'm 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 in for this ride and then it does kind of ramp up the ridiculousness when it starts introducing uh you know the more supernatural characters from from the other realms um but it never it never lets that like just go off the rails it never Mm -hmm. lets it take the movie off the rails it always kind of comes back uh to these characters where we're already invested in um even like i mean the sonya blade character who is largely used just to you know get that exposition across uh that you were referencing earlier the history of mortal Kombat. um (laughs) she's she's still fun like her interactions with with kano and uh and kano's pretty good comic relief um there'd be times i would forget this was uh rated r which also is kind of a nice choice because they get to go like balls to the wall with the action (laughs) yeah and uh and kano just dropping f-bombs and Kind yeah, of a lot of f-bombs i was surprised like yeah this yeah. is fully rated r but yeah <laughs> they, they're going for it like and uh and so i i don't know like i i was into it and then by the time it gets to i thought i thought it was paced really well i mean there are a few spots because you get the you get kind of the training montages and things like that they're not doing anything revolutionary here uh but but then by the time you get to the the climax and how it's been set up and uh, the dynamics between each of the fighters and the characters. Um, they do that all well enough to where you're, you're kind of rooting for, for the good guys. And, um, and then they execute the the finale in a way that it mirrors the game set up mm-hmm. enough to where you're like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. And I'm yeah. perfectly happy with it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree pretty much with all that. I think, uh, yeah, it, it follows a pretty predictable trajectory, I think in a way that it's like, okay, here's a, you know, newbie to this world and he's, you know, not good enough at first. He trains, he almost doesn't make it, you know, and then becomes powerful enough to, to do what he needs to do. So you kind of know exactly where that's going to go, but putting that you know, sticking all the Mortal Kombat stuff around it makes that um, 
fun, I guess. But yeah, as far as to answer the question of, you know, if I know nothing about Mortal Kombat, is this worth watching? I think maybe so. If you're in for a, a pretty a pretty gory action movie, then yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, if maybe maybe watch on HBO instead of going to spend the, the movie ticket price. Uh, but I don't know, this would be really fun on the big screen too. But it's, uh, it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So I want to talk about the action. What did you think about the action in general? Was there any kind of really memorable action scenes for you? Well, yeah, like I was saying, I kind of, uh, that opening one, uh, was was really nice like it's mm-hmm. kind of set in um you know they were alternating between i think uh um who was it? sonata's character i think maybe was speaking japanese and then sub-zero mm-hmm. speaking chinese so I, um i'm assuming they were somewhere in japan but it's kind of in one of those big japanese forests with the yeah. you know really tall trees and um a lot of the you know the flowers and everything and it looks great and there's just you know they're in the forest with this little house and uh as the backdrop and everything and it's it's really well done and it looks great i like that um how'd you say the director's at mccoy yeah i believe it's mccoy yeah i liked how because i looked him up like while i was watching it just to see um actually during one of the fight sequences just to see what he'd done previously Mm -hmm. And this is his feature directorial debut. Like he's done a lot of um, commercials apparently. And um, I, I, you know, I don't, some shorts it it might've looked like, but uh, you know, for a feature debut, like I like that he wasn't eager or at least over eager to like do a lot of quick cutting or cool camera tricks that like kind of took away from the choreography of the, the fight sequences because, Mm -hmm. um, you, obviously like these guys sonata and then um i think the guy who plays uh, sub-zero Han, um, joe taslam i hope i'm probably butchering that last name but sorry um but yeah like these guys are obviously trained fighters they know what they're doing and so i don't know i guess it was kind of like he relied on the movement of them more than he did his camera and it, it kind of kept to the wide shots and just allowed their their uh their fight you know setups to breathe and i thought it was really well done same with um same with the the cage fight and then again you know i was saying it does kind of go off the rails slightly as far as introducing the the cg characters or the Mm -hmm. the more cg reliable or reliant characters um and by going off the rails i mean it kind of you know um just by being by virtue of being more CG than, you know, hand to hand one, you know, real person versus another real person. Um, you know, and I don't know if the CG was, it was probably done through motion capture and they had somebody fighting, but, uh, you know, the, that those get a little more complicated in terms of capturing, but a a fair amount of the fight sequences were, were really impressive and really well done in a way that you could tell they had put the work in and, and were doing it for real. So, um, I actually enjoyed a lot, a lot of them, um, and even into the finale, just by virtue of how it was it was set up, kind of to mirror the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I was surprised. I mean, I knew it was going to be really violent, but it's like it was very, very violent. Uh, and you know, I remember in the the video game back in the day, you're like ripping people's spines out of their body and stuff. So like, I guess I should have been more prepared for that. But it's all. I mean, it reminded me of like a little bit more cartoonish version of kill bill or something i think that amount of like blood splattering and that kind of stuff but probably a little more grisly than that too i think um 
but yeah, the fight scenes are good. And so as far as like hand-to-hand combat, like my level of um, interest kind of can wane with that sort of thing. Like, like I, I really enjoyed John Wick, the first John Wick, but by John Wick 3, I was starting to get real tired of <laughs> like like that movie. I was almost bored at the end as they were fighting them. I was like, okay, I've seen enough. But this movie, I think, does a good job of kind of balancing that and, and bringing in those CG characters. Like there's one fight where it's, uh, I can't remember the, the creature's name, but he's very large and has four arms and, he, and he's like 10 feet tall or something. And so it's it's not exactly like, you know, two two humans fighting um so th- those things are fun and they they add they they have fun with the comic book or the the video game-esque violence uh in, in some surprising ways that uh, like that's that's a lot of the fun of this movie i think is is how that works um so I, th- I think i did start to feel a little bit of fatigue with the fighting towards the end um but mostly i was i was pretty pretty tied into it um how do the, the story-wise or the human drama work for you or or maybe the performances how did that all kind of work for you yeah i um you know i mean this this essentially is like it does kind of feel like um like you know one it feels like little bits of exposition in between yeah. fights just in, you know there's just enough to to support the next fight sequence that that comes up um and so there's there's not a like a whole lot going on outside of uh of these fight sequences which is obviously what they know people want from a mortal Kombat movie mm-hmm. um but like like i was saying earlier i did i did get in you know at least invested in um what was going on with uh, sub-zero's grudge against this mm-hmm. uh this this lineage this family lineage and why uh he was trying to exterminate them and um how that kind of reflected you know what he was trying to do as far as uh you know save his own skin save his own realm keep his his boss happy back in whatever that other world yeah, or whatever like out, out, out world or something out world was that yeah and so um with the guy from the dark knight and uh yes <laughs> that's right i could never remember his name uh but no and then and then like like i said we're kind of on the same trajectory as uh as cole's character or as mm-hmm. the cole han character and um so i was i was you know inherently kind of rooting for him uh but it doesn't you know and it introduces a ton of characters um i liked that a lot of them you know when they would do their video game bit like even if i didn't necessarily remember what mm-hmm. it was or that it was from the video game they they always uh kind of executed in a way where you're like oh that's got to be from the video game yeah mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I, I i appreciated that and uh i i don't know like like i was saying like the screenplay has a good ad- handle on what it wants to do mm-hmm. so like it just it puts these characters in place uh, like the way it sets up kano and um uh sonya's kind of rivalry and you, i mean you can see immediately how that's going to play out with the rules of the world that it sets mm-hmm. up yes um, yeah yeah but but you know i liked it and i was like happy to see that what i was anticipating did in fact pay off uh and maybe that's the best way to put it like everything they set up while it may be predictable and 
just based on how these characters act and everything it's mm-hmm. it, it makes sure to pay everything off in a, in a really delightful way and um yeah i just had i just had a lot of fun with it and it, it's clear you know i i don't need like this was a really good way to adapt a video game uh, we were talking about video mm-hmm. game movies a little bit like I, I felt like it did everything it needed to do to both be a story, you know, a self-contained story with all these different characters um, and, you know, explaining these cool characters in a way that's that's fun and interesting. Um, and I, I, I don't I almost don't even need a sequel. I know they're, you know, there's obviously in in today's <laughs> world they're they're going to plan for a franchise just in case. But um, but like I, I honestly didn't need like it was a really nice self-contained story that from beginning to end i was like that was great like i enjoyed it and um and i and it focuses on the characters in a way that uh, you you know again that's what i most remember from the game it's not the worlds and the semantics of who's going where and who does what and what has to be done in order for one world to survive and the other you know with the tournament and all that and the rules of the tournament it's it's just about how memorable these characters were and they do a good enough job to where uh, i think you know viewers like at least the youngest viewers who will be allowed to watch this will latch on to those characters as well and mm-hmm. and kind of find their favorites and carry them through to whatever this franchise might become so um i thought it you know again did as well as could be expected with this material yeah i think i i think i pretty much agree with you i think so i I wanted to compare this to godzilla versus kong because in godzilla versus kong it's it's so much about the action and like the human stories is downplayed and like not honestly not that great but like it doesn't matter because we're here to see godzilla and king kong and this movie's kind of the same like yeah the plot don't think too much about it let's just get to the fight scenes but but it does work better i think it's better than uh maybe the human parts of godzilla versus kong um to where yeah it does it does it works it pays off like you're saying i was surprised how invested i felt actually when at the end when yeah because it's been centuries that uh sub-zero has been uh, you know the villain to this particular uh family lineage and all of that and i was like that, that this is pretty cool like i feel some stakes here which i didn't really expect um so yeah i think it was good i think uh as far as like performances go and they, i think a lot of people were cast for their look which is probably you know what you need again for a video game movie uh i i I didn't think the main actor was that great at at uh, some of the dialogue and different things uh lewis tan as cole i I, he was good at the the fighting though he obviously had the physicality down and he had you know a good leading man look so i think he he does well enough i Um, thought he was charming like i said but yeah mm -hmm. some of those some of those lines were rough that he had to (laughs) to read off uh there was one where I think it might have been the first time Sub Zero like comes to Earth, and he's like, "Look, it's snowing," and I was like, "You didn't point that out." Like, what? What? I don't know. Yeah, but there were a few more like that throughout. But I, I did laugh at a couple of those. I was like, "I'm sorry they did that to you, man." (laughs) Yeah, and that's how I agree. Yeah, it's like a lot of that maybe in the script more than it is in his his fault. But, uh, but yeah, I think he does he does well enough. And um, I want to talk about Kano actually. So he's he's this australian loudmouth foulmouth guy that um we meet pretty early on he ends up being pretty memorable like maybe the most memorable character in this he uh his introduction is really cheesy like i was <laughs> kind of rolling my eyes when we first meet him and uh kind of getting his 
big personality. Uh, but then he ends up, I think he's probably one of the better actors in this too. Like he, he has a good back and forth. Um, people are frequently angry with him and he's angry with them. So there's a lot of back and forth with his character. Uh, and you're right that Cole, the main character is a, is kind of our surrogate and that we're kind of learning the world. But then Kano ends up doing some of that as well, because I mean, he's, you know, saying he's calling the guy Gandalf uh, and he's, I liked the, uh, the David Copperfield one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah. And that kind of goes back to what you're saying about this being grounded in a way that, you know, it starts out in uh, yeah, like feudal Japan and we don't really know exactly where. And then maybe we see a flash of, I don't know, maybe we don't see the, that other outer world or whatever it's called. Other world. Uh, I can't remember what it's called um, till later, but, but when it goes from this feudal Japan, I, again, going into this, knowing nothing, I was like, are we even going to be on earth? Like, what's the deal? And then we're like, oh, we're in the United States and we're at this MMA fight. And like, this feels very grounded. And then, yeah, it kind of ramps up as you said. Uh, but yeah, Kano, um, he, he ends up, yeah, kind of being the surrogate in that way that he's kind of winking and referencing things from our culture. Um, but yeah, it works pretty well. He's he's an interesting character. Go ahead. If we're talking like, you know, I watched the movie last night and I don't know if I could tell you where the invisible dragon thing came from, what it means. I mean, obviously it comes from this other <laughs> That's world. That's a good point. I didn't even really even think about that. Like, what in the world is that? What is happening? Okay, whatever. It's yeah. but then, you know, it's, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but I'm like, okay, if that was just an excuse to see that happen and get that certain line yeah cool mm-hmm. whatever and then like kano knowing where this raider uh raiden's temple yeah. is just like oh yeah i i used to run some stuff i was like what this is some, like <laughs> devil has been hidden for thousands of years but then I'm, rant, that's, I just those, know, yeah those are the points where i'm just like okay just chill it's a, it's a video game movie just yeah. take some leaps exactly. <laughs> and uh, and have fun with it and if you do that i think it, you, you, there's plenty to to chew on yeah and there is some some great visuals kind of what you were saying about kind of getting those video game moments uh like there's i remember the fatalities from the game where it's you know at the end of the fight some big final move and we get a few of those that are really fun and uh there's there are some lines like i i i seem to remember there being a narrator in the video game or maybe i'm just thinking of fighting games in general so and so wins and like we get kind of a funny twist on that so it brings in some of those things there's a few shots where they're like it looks like the side scroller you know versus in the middle almost i like like the scott pilgrim movie always had that moment where scott versus whoever we get a little bit of that too so i think it probably winks and and video game fans are i'm sure going to recognize way more stuff uh out of this than i did um but yeah there's some nice visuals i remember there's one moment when it starts snowing and i seem to remember this from the game um where suddenly the snow starts going backwards and sub-zero like uh, pushes it all back up in the sky that's a pretty striking visual and that, that was kind of fun and that's the kind of stuff that would be really fun on the big screen i think so um yeah ever if i remember i think all in all if i'm kind of wrapping up here i i really did enjoy this I, to answer the question of if you don't know anything about mortal Kombat, will you enjoy this i think so mostly um just know what you're getting into with this you know big silly very violent uh fighting movie as far as like looking five years down the road this might end up being kind of a forgettable one. If we're thinking about this versus Godzilla versus Kong, I think probably I'll think more about the Godzilla movie than I, than I will about this one. Uh, 
unless it ends up being a huge franchise, which is very possible. Uh, and maybe still, you know, all over my Twitter feed in five years, who knows? But, uh, but yeah, I, I did enjoy it. And I think I can, can recommend it if you are someone who likes uh, big, silly action movies, which I do sometimes. Yeah, 100% agree. I don't know that I'll remember a thing about it in a month. <laughs> um, but for the hour and 50 minutes or whatever it was last night while I was watching it, um, I had a fun time with it. And I, I especially think if you're just looking for, um, you know, a good kind of old school Rock'em Sock'em action movie that maybe even brings a, a good bit of nostalgia to it, you're going to be more than pleased with with what this new version of Mortal Kombat has to offer. Completely agree. I think that's great. And we can probably wrap it up there. Uh, so that's Mortal Kombat. That is in theaters now and on HBO Max. So check that out. Uh, I think it's only HBO Max for 30 days or something. So there is a little bit of a window there. Uh, but thank you so much, Philip, for joining me for this. I think it's been a great discussion. Yeah, no, thank you for having me as always. And uh, we'll just need to rewatch John Wick 3 at some point. But you're going to reevaluate your assessment of that. I have the wrong take on John Wick 3. <laughs> no, I, no I, I appreciate it. And uh, no, thanks for having me. I, I, I look forward to, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with some quippy line about Mortal Kombat and seeing you in a different realm, but whatever. You're going to finish him later on. No, yeah. don't, please don't finish me off with the fatality. <laughs> No, 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 I need you for, for episodes of Tavern Talk when we get back. Yes, to the... you won't rip my spine out. That's good. <laughs> no. Far too brutal. Far too brutal. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening and uh, stay tuned. The Oscar special is coming up in just a few days. So the Oscars are Sunday night and the Oscar special plan is to go out Monday. Um, all right. So with that, thank you so much for listening to Art House Garage. We've got a few years worth of episodes now. You can hear all of those in your podcast app of choice. Our theme music is by composer Paul Hunefeld. You can learn more at www.appallingproductions.com. If you want to support Art House Garage, leave a rating or review in your podcast app, or you can buy an Art House Garage t-shirt at arthousegaragecom shop you can also stay in the loop about arthouse garage and the films we're covering by subscribing to our email newsletter that's at arthousegaragecom subscribe and of course follow on social media find us on facebook twitter instagram and letterbox just search at arthouse garage in all those places or find links in the show notes and that will do it for this episode thank you again so much for listening and until next time keep it snob free